astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Today we have a fun topic. We are going to talk about how to incorporate feng shui principles when decorating for the holidays. Yes. Okay, so a lot of might... things can change to the house during the holidays, right? Yes. That might sound a little overwhelming, but the idea is we're not going to tell you necessarily where to place things. I'm just going to give you some principles that will make the home still flow, even though we're bringing in a bunch of stuff, right? Because classically during the holidays, more stuff is entering the home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just last night, Erica brought me another pumpkin. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, oh, now where am I going to place the pumpkin at type of thing? It's just, you have one, then you get another one. I mean, same thing as, you know, all of the Christmas type celebrations, you know, people show up oh, we're in present season yeah exactly <laughs> right. exactly so yeah, yeah. So we have candle. some good tips too okay so i think one of our favorite ones and i don't know how many people actually do this i, don't I how, do I don't, it i do it too I, yes so i don't know how like well known this is but the idea of before you bring in the decorations because obviously that's the fun part yeah, that is it's <laughs> exciting isn't it oh the first box opening it back up again yeah but to go through the house and start removing items on shelves or on bookcases, on little ledges, to, to start making room for the stuff that you're bringing in. Right. I mean, we all have memories. I vividly do of bringing stuff out. You know, Santa Clauses, images of you know, we had a whole Santa Claus collection. Nutcrackers. Then just and then just nutcrackers, and then just start pushing everything else aside. You know, not removing it, just pushing it on the shelf, or you know, trying to integrate it. And it looks, it loses its punch, doesn't it? Correct. When you have some, you know, little wooden soldiers that are so cute, and then all of a sudden they're sitting next to this potted plant that's kind of wilty, or this, you know, <laughs> this, uh, you know, b- the books that are there or something. It doesn't. It's too much. It's too much on the shelf. Yeah. Like, so I say just start going around the home and taking down maybe your everyday decor. <laughs> so you know, if you have like little Buddhas sitting around or extra picture frames that can come down for the season. That just remove, like, again, the, the top, if you use the top of the piano to display anything, if you, you if you use that half ledge in your house, start taking all that down and boxing that up. It's only going to be down for, what, two months? Yeah, maybe? your entry table and the foyer, the sofa tables behind the, you know, sofas. Yeah. Uh, you know, my gosh, just every horizontal surface, look at it and think about, and particularly, I always say, if you can hold it in one hand, if it's oh, something yes. that is like a, a fist-sized piece of decor, that's definitely a, pick it up. That's a great... Um, because it's small, tip. and um, I, on a large scale, it's like going to, to your grandmother's home, okay. you know, and seeing stuff everywhere, you yeah. know. 
uh, remember thimble collections, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. um, you know things of that nature that just like, gets overwhelming. So that idea of taking those things and here's the kicker: have a one box, and then it's labeled. Yes. Right? Or somehow you know what that box is. It has to label it, or maybe it stands out because of its color or something. Yeah, I kind of cheat with that because I take everything that I'm going to put away and I put it on the table. And then I bring my first box out and put all the decor out and then put that stuff into the box that I just emptied. Well, okay. Bingo. Right. but Better idea yet. But yeah, do be ready to either have use that box that you just used or have a box ready. What's good about that method is you don't forget about it then. You don't Because when you it. put the Christmas stuff away, you open the box and there's all this stuff that's going to come back out. Yeah. I, on the other hand, sometimes have... Oh, I run it here, I put it there, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, we, we're dragons. Bill's a dragon, I'm a dragon, so we have a couple dragon statues, you know, that we have out. And What happened to that dragon? You know, <laughs> I go, well, I took it down for Christmas, let me look for it, you know, and I, you know, difficulty in locating it again. So and I start it. taking this stuff down at Halloween. Yeah. Which I know this is, this is oh. going to kick you guys off probably for Thanksgiving when we, when we launch this one, but... Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think you can do it the day of. I mean, that's when you can use the box that something Christmas or ho- whatever holiday you're celebrating is yeah. stored into. But uh, it is better just to start taking away, start taking away gently. Get a, get a clean palette before the... Uh, and sometimes it's even in the uh, china cl- closets. I know they're not as con- common no, these the days. Hutches. But hutches, yes. Go through and start taking things off the shelf so you can have some space. Yeah, because even in removing extra sets of plates in the hutch, mm-hmm. you know, that you're not going to use for any sort of family gatherings, and then you can display, you know, some of your pieces in there, and there's beautiful light shining down on it. Right, yeah. So there's a... And I, I like to think that people maybe aren't doing as much. Maybe they're naturally, you know, kind of cutting back. And, you know, I don't know what the trend is these days. I don't know if it's getting worse, bringing in more stuff. I felt like we kind of peaked in that. But you know what? That's probably my age speaking. It's <laughs> I was probably my say, age. The stores don't look like anyone's. Yeah, okay. Down. No, it's my age as I realize now, you know, we don't put out all of our holiday things anymore. We, you know, just keep them in the box. And, oh, well, oh, I should, you're I gonna, should, you're ta- gonna get I should talk to you about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I have a tip that's not on this list for that one. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, no, you're going to get all this stuff eventually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you're going to go through these boxes, right? <laughs> so the second one, the second tip I'll say would be that, you know, the house can start looking a little kitschy, right? Or a little kind of cartoony, yeah. you know, depending on what type of decor you're bringing in. Um, you know, if you don't like, yeah, it just, it can, it can look cheap almost even too. Yeah, it can, can't it? Yeah, and it can look very disjointed as well. Yeah, so we talk about adding kind of nature into your displays of holiday. So whether that's like at Halloween, bringing spider webs in. I understand like that might sound weird, right? But it's a part of nature and it looks, it's recognizable to the eye. Exactly, exactly. Rather than the man-made gore. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, or pumpkins, gores. Yeah, you're right. Bringing nature. Nature in, yeah. Rather than, I'm thinking of the... Oh, I see. They look a little bit, yeah. Like bloody things or the hatchets and, you know, all that type of decor. I mean, I think a lot of us, 
my genre probably at this point or not. <laughs> we don't decorate with those things anyhow. Keep no. it everything. It's always going back to nature. And why nature grounds us. Yeah. Looking out the window and watching a tree fall off the leaf, there is something very grounding about that image. The leaf falling on the tree, yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, so rather than the commercialization aspect. Yeah, and you can have the commercialization, but I think it looks a little bit more natural when you start incorporating nature around it. So like oh, you okay. do your whole display, okay. right? And okay. then you put spider webs on it, or you do your whole display, and then you put little baby pumpkins around it. Right. Or you do your whole display, and you um, you put maybe, oh gosh, what are that, that, that the topiaries? The oh, yes. On either side of it, mm-hmm. but just to kind of ground the decorations with some yeah. sort of nature. Right. I know when we were growing up, um, you would have us like paint, um, we would put little glue like designs on lemons or on, um, nut, uh, walnuts, walnuts. walnuts, Yes. So glue designs on the walnuts and then would roll them in glitter. Yes. And then you'd put the bowls of the walnuts or the lemons around or even bowls of cranberries. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then oftentimes just the anchor candles, for example, you know, or putting rice at the base of the candles or cranberries. You're just putting some nature. It's just, it just, I, it, it's really kind of a, such a hard thing to explain. Just the eye likes nature. It, it feels comfortable with it. Yeah. It's very calming and soothing. So even if you have some very shiny type ornaments, fine, yeah, absolutely, let's celebrate. But then, you know, putting them against some nature, you know, even, even if it's faux, yeah. Obviously, you know, even if it's a, a garland that it's not real. Yeah, there's no no think, judgment here, no judgment zone on that. When I remember growing up, you would put like the center, the decorations on the dining room table, like that kind of center mm-hmm. little motif on like those big fern branches. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, so we had all the fun decorations, but it was kind of being grounded by that nature. Right, exactly. So anyhow, it's just bring some nature in and I might say even if you're buying something that oh you know like I talked about you know some bulbs or something um, uh, decoration ornaments mm-hmm. for the tree uh, consider something with a leaf pattern oh, yeah. you know something that can, brings nature in in a very subtle level so it's it's a just it makes it look richer it gives it more depth it just is uh, and very soothing well, one other tip then that kind of goes with that idea of soothing is repetition. Uh, so I've we have a tendency said, yeah. Yeah, to find something cute. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. And then we buy one of them. Yes. We come home, we put it, place it wherever. You know, I think the trick is this. When you're out shopping and you see, and let's just pick on the, the wooden soldier. Okay. You see a display of them and think, oh my God, these are so adorable. Yeah, and you pick out one and you mm-hmm. come home with it. Well... It has no punch. It loses the because magic. it it's, it was displayed with twenty other soldiers or five of them in a row, and then you come home with one. I say this always, always. The eye loves repetition. Think of your eye as a camera, and the lens is kind of going in and out, always taking everything in. And it, once it sees one thing, and then it sees another one, and another one, another one. The eye relaxes. doesn't have to diagnose what it's looking at. And that's why we like sometimes when we drive up a driveway and there's a, a row of privet 
bushes lining it. It's just like it's, uh, it makes us feel very uh, safe. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Repetition makes people feel safe. They know what's coming. So when we're talking about a holiday that the energy is a little bit higher, kind of crazier, st more stressful, the idea of looking at your mantle and seeing, and again, depending, three of something, four, five, even, I've gone up to eight of something, mm -hmm. you know, depending upon your scale that you've got going. It's lovely. Well, this is also an excuse for you to rack up your credit card bill at Target or Home Goods <laughs> and have an excuse for your significant other that it's because of a feng shui perspective that you need to buy multiples of buy these items. Multiple. I mean, if you truly love it, yeah, right. No, I know, yeah. And, and and then when you that makes you think. Then when you oh, well, if I need three or four or five of them to pull this off, and then you can go like, okay, is this really cool? Is this it really? You know, we generally think twice as the price tag goes up. Yeah. But um, it's Be great. Even two, because then you can use them to, you know, mount into... Anchor. Anchor, thank you, something. But yeah, multiples always is going to be much easier. And it makes a statement. At. You don't need as much, to be honest. You don't. You're right, because when it's just one, then... One, you know. you're thinking, okay, what do I need now yeah. <laughs> to put with it? That's true. So yeah. it, it really is, is simplifies this thing of repetition, calming the eye down. And beyond, to be honest, this is not just about holiday decorating. You're right. This is about year-round decorating. That's true. And so I know, you know, I was a sucker for so many years, the back of TJ Maxx, <laughs> you know, the home decor area. I mean, I love the store, yep. you know, home place, all those, you know. But it's like, oh, yeah, I buy one of this and one of those and one of this. And, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, it's so disjointed when you bring it home. Well, and when you're seeing them, like to your point earlier, you're seeing them surrounded by all this other beautiful stuff. And then when you come home and you put the one item by itself, it loses the magic of it. It loses the magic. So that that's, you know, I just really think people spend less when you just buy things in multiples. True. Okay. Let's go outside now. Yes. And talk about how, like, what would be some tips in regards to decorating outside? Well, always, always, always start around the front door. Yeah. The most important point of the house, right? It's, it's always so sad when you like drive by houses and the whole house is dark, but they have like that random bush in like the front left corner yes, or something like lit yes, up. Like, yeah. Or did maybe they just like didn't finish yet or I don't know. Sometimes don't it looks know. like you want the decorations must take your eye to the door yeah must and again can we do some basic feng shui here yeah. mm -hmm. the front door is the mouth of chi yes it's where you meet people it's where you connect to the outer world some people may argue oh i use my back door that's where i connect my neighbors and okay just for this exercise the importance of that front door it stands out it's what we see when we drive down the street and look. So that's where we want to put the energy. We want to ramp it up because we're all looking for opportunity. Absolutely. We're looking for good news. We're le learning to, hey, I want to meet somebody. That's where it all comes. So that front door is everything. I mean, if people, if sometimes after I've done a long consultation, I always end it with, but the most important thing is this front door. 
whatever the issues may be, fix it, and then enhance it. Yeah, so things just like simply putting a wreath on the front door. Bingo. Lining the front door with like tube lights or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. de- yes. decorative lights. Putting plants on either side of the door or some sort of holiday decor on either Two side. Two soldiers on each side of the door. I mean, just even a fresh mat. That's you know, true. Like a holiday one. Happy holidays type of thing, right? Uh, so many things. But look at the then back up and then go to the walkway coming up to the front door yeah so i guess if you already have decor that you put outside all the time right take a look at it and make sure that the front door matches the festivities yes of the rest of the lawn yeah that we're not distracting the other decor is not taking away the attention that your front door needs you know what And, and one of the easiest ways to do it is just to put a spotlight shooting towards your front door, Mm -hmm. just extra lighting around the front door, more so than maybe typical. So, uh, you know, sometimes you see it with beautiful spotlights on the front door, you know, that's not everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can can put some extra sort of lighting by the front door. Okay. The last kind of tip I think that we have today Mm -hmm. is about extension cords. And this goes into a... Again, year-round feng shui. <laughs> yeah, this could be year-round, yeah, lifelong. But about hiding extension cords or minimizing them. So especially trip hazards. That's yes, what, the obvious. That might be an obvious, but we shouldn't. You shouldn't have to warn people. Oh, watch this when you're in the home. Right. It goes back to that exercise that we talked about on another episode, where you should be able to wake up, you know, at night yes. and be able to walk, you know, to the bathroom or to the sink to get water without mm-hmm. opening your eyes or without turning the lights on, I should yeah, say. Yeah. You know, I want to even add, let's talk about, well, you are talking about indoors mm-hmm. because we'll talk about outdoors as well there. But um, I even think when I go to plug in, uh, when I'm setting up a lamp, I'm thinking I was putting a lamp in the living room and the cord and I thought oh my gosh oh you know my granddaughter might trip over this might pull the lamp over you know it just even though has it happened no mm-hmm. but every time she goes into that kind of area I'm on alert okay do you see yeah. I haven't I don't I won't go into my the detail but I'm having trouble because she's just small enough that she can easily walk around the back of the chair right I don't yeah. want to put the chair into the up against the wall but there's a little bit of a point where she has to, you know, walk, you know, when she gets back there, she's going to walk around and, and potentially trip. So to your point is that every time that she's there, your mood is changed. Yes. Regardless of what you're doing because yes. now you're worried. So yeah, it is a slight a worry factor. Yeah. I just want to capture that because that's what we're talking about. It's not that people are tripping every day in your house and falling down. Right. No, right. no, that doesn't happen. It happens very seldom, actually. Yes. But there's the fear of it. There's the concern. There's the worry. There's the underlying that it's never spoken. What if? What if? Right? Mm-hmm. It's that level that we're going to. And so we want to minimize excessive wires. I mean, I've been in extreme homes where you had to, I I could, you know, I mean, it was crazy just even to walk into a bedroom. There was a, the base of the door, there was a extension cord running 
to get to a plug that was on the other side of the door for a light in a hallway. Mm. Not good. I don't care if you tape them down. Uh, of course, some people throw rugs over them. Not good. It just really isn't. And Right. Well, when, and I, maybe I'll just give them the reason why. Yeah. Right. Well, so when we see a lot of cords in homes, it's about kind of a draining energy. Mm-hmm. Could suggest depression in the home. On a certain, at a certain level. I've, Kate, I've actually said this, you know, carefully when I'm in homes where there's been a lot of exposed extension cords running around. I say running around on the floor, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you know, I said, this kind of suggests that this can be depression even. And I've had clients go, yes, it's me. I am depressed. Here's my drugs. And they try to show me their drugs that they're taking, you know, yeah. to verify that this is what it, the impact, all these extension cords on the big snake pile of cords sometimes that, you know, uh, it, they Looks happen. Messy, yeah. They happen in around when we get around electronics and sometimes personalities don't want to mess with it because they want to be able to access all the cords at any <laughs> given time, right? Um, uh, computer type, you know, people. Um, we're trying to minimize. And now we're talking holidays, mm-hmm. and I don't care what holiday it is, it involves lights now, right? Yes. Yes. Even Easter. <laughs> they have Easter lights, you know what I mean? Fourth of July. Exactly. Yeah. So everything now has wires. Yeah, so keeping them to a minimum. Certain, and unexposed. So you don't have to step over them in your traffic patterns. Or, yeah. Or even see them. Or see them. Yeah. So I think the whole point of the, today's conversation is that the holidays, you know, especially the, the last three months of the year, can be very hectic, right? There's so overwhelming. many. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. Draining, yes. There's so many commitments. Oh, I have to make this pie for that. Oh, we have to go to my parents' house on this. The in-laws on that. The kids were invited to this party. I had to get presents, wrap presents. There's so much going on. And your holiday decor, besides putting it up, shouldn't be an extra stressor. That the home, if we can keep the home calm, yes. right, and attractive to the eye mm-hmm. and not feeling like overbearing because of all right. this new stuff that we've brought in the house, it can maybe soften your holiday experience. It, it's it's true. I, we've I've uh, I've witnessed it. I've taken my clients through it. They have calmer holidays, more peaceful holidays. Also, they have the ability to say no. When you have a house that's jammed full, it's a very interesting. Those are the very same people that keep saying, "Oh yeah, well let's do this. Let's go there and do this." Well, they they take on way too much on their plate. When you pare down a little bit, you get more like you prioritize. If I'm prioritizing how much decor I'm going to put on this little ledge I have here, that space that you're giving everything, the physical space, the honor that you're giving it, is reflective of your mindset of not overbooking yourself. Yeah, I, 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 you drove the po- the, the po- <laughs> Wow, you <laughs> drove the point home with that second. Part. So let's go back to that first example, though, that you said mm. people with overwhelming homes can overcommit them themselves. Yes. And so when we talk about the home as a reflection of self, 
Right. Essentially, the, our physical body is trying to keep up with the chaos of the home. Yes. And maybe overbooking our schedule or feeling like, oh, I'm constantly running, right? I'm, I'm constantly busy. Oh, yes, yes. And so if we eliminate some of that clutter, some of the craziness or chaos in the home, the Put more the space body, around each item you have yeah. in this conversation, talking mm-hmm. about decor. Yeah, the physical body then will want to mirror the, the body organized mirror. home. Yeah, you drove it back home when you said the house is a mirror of self. And that's easy when you just, okay, this place is mine, totally mine. When we share our space, there's a tendency, and this gets into a whole other topic of of saying, well, oh my gosh, me, my spouse, my children, this, you know, this is, you don't want to take credit for what's going on because it's like, oh, it's not just me, it's him and her and it. But even having a grandbaby now that can um, appreciate, because I know you said, oh, we're getting older, maybe we're not decorating as much, but now having a grandbaby that can appreciate it you know you could easily fall into that trap of oh we have to do a pumpkin carving party again we have to yes the pressure is there to celebrate the holidays oh yeah i I can see it's already starting again yeah yeah what a nice decade there okay the pressure's off here you don't have to we don't have to entertain children you know through decor yeah but uh yeah so you know, it's there. Gonna blame it on Lincoln. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I'm not Lincoln. No, I'm not. But anyhow, no, it's it goes. It's that strong, and that's why it's a topic in feng shui. Yeah. So enhance your home. Choose wisely. Just because it's a family sentimental item, doesn't have to come out of the box this year. Doesn't have to. It could. Well, and to my point, okay, your point. <laughs> I will okay. throw in one last okay. point. Okay, is that if you have those items that have just been sitting in the bottom of the box, mm. and this is more so for oh. people that bring out holiday every year, they're yes. still bringing it out, and there's those items that just stay we in do. the box. We got some. They're yeah. broken. They remind you of an ex. They right, there was some sort oh, of yeah. weird association with them. A friend gave them to no, you. They just get out of style too. They get out of style is a great one. It doesn't match, you know, maybe you change your decor over to like a white and gold theme mm-hmm. and it's still like red and green or whatever it is. Just throw it away. Yeah. Or donate it. If it's yeah. been, if it's like four or five years that the, yeah. those ornaments are still sitting in the bottom of the box, like. Okay. Boy, Kate, maybe you better come over. <laughs> maybe you better come over about December 1. <laughs> Go through some boxes with me. Yeah, well, it's hard. It's, in my it age, in the you know, in the '60s, you start thinking, oh, maybe, oh, this has some. I'm thinking maybe Kate has some memory with this item, and she sees it, and she'll go, oh, it takes me back to when I was, you yeah. know, this age or that age, and that is those invisible tendrils that are attached to things that we think other people might have these attachments. And you may look and go, I have no memory of that, never remember it. You know, here I'm thinking, you're thinking fondly about it. Yeah. I mean, you can check with me if you want. But even (laughs) me, who I don't have any lineage that I'm thinking is going to want my stuff, Mm -hmm. I have been guilty of. And in just this year with my Halloween decorations, you know, one year I had made all these cute, like, bottles, like, 
poison bottles. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was a project I had done at Goodwill and whatever. Right. And this year, I just, it had been a couple years since I put them out. Uh, Some of the glue had come off, and so right. they weren't just as perfect as they were, and I just throw them away. Yeah. And now I have all this room. It's so much easier to pack the box because I'm not, mm. you know, playing Tetris trying to get everything in there. Ooh, now man. I have all this room. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> See you December 1. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe we should do a live podcast on that. I'm be throwing away all Oh, this my God. That could be interesting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so that wraps up um, our tips today for holiday decorating. Again, just be good to yourself. And the goal of this is, again, just to provide a calmer, less chaotic holiday season for you. Absolutely. Perfect. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. before you go. I did just want to start sprinkling some hints that mom and me are going to be coming out with an amazing Black Friday special. You won't find out the details until next month, but as our podcast listeners, I did want you to be the first to know. So keep tuning in to find out the details. And as always, if you'd like to book an appointment, you can find me at www.thekatewin.com and you can find my mom, Mary Swick at www.maryswick.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the underscore Kate Wind to get daily insight about astrology and feng shui.